0: Snow The Weekly Geekly.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And welcome to another edition of The Weekly Geekly. It's been a minute. How you, how you been? It's I, been... It's. I'm, t- I'm speaking to them. Let me speak to my audience here. <laughs> Guys, I want to apologize. It's been a while since I've been able to just sit down and do a weekly Geekly episode. I've been so swamped with work and with, uh, you know, just life in general. And uh, as you get older, there's more shit to pay for. So <laughs> Fucking that's truth. <laughs> uh, I still got to do my taxes. I got so much shit to do this year and so much stuff to figure out. Just bought a whole new computer. Uh, oh, from hot damn. Nebraska Furniture Mart. Well, I you know, with, with their cards, so gotta pay for that, I gotta, just life is like, throwing it at me right now uh, but it's good, I mean, like, I enjoy what I do, so I can't really complain at all But uh it's just fast paced, you know. Life really My life right now is just crazy. But yeah, I just wanted to say sorry uh to you guys listening that I haven't been really been around lately. How you doing? How you been? I hope life is good. Get ready for another traditional, I guess, weekly geekly episode tonight. Um with me I got Devin Price, Eight. I always want to say Pierce, Pierce. <laughs> Devin Pierce Price in the studio from Thoughts and Shots,
1: what up everybody, it's good to have you bud, I, I'm glad to be back, while. it's yeah. been a minute, I've, I have I had a lot of kind of stuff I needed to get myself figured out with just like personal shit too, and also it's just uh, been a time of growing and having a lot of stuff make more sense now, so yeah.
0: I feel like I haven't had a minute to just sit down and talk. You know, right? like, And just do that for a while Like I've been so busy And a lot of my free time I'm just like fuck it I just want to play video games and like turn my brain off And uh, you know have that Bit of escapism uh, So I've been really yeah. doing a lot of that I've been playing a lot of Helldivers lately Yeah I've been Dude, seeing that a lot from I bought a whole new computer battle. just for this game That's and impressive Yeah I was like <laughs> I this is a really good game And if you're a Starship Trooper fan It's essentially that Mixed with a little 100%. Terminator. Like, there's a little bit for everybody. They're adding more, I guess, species to fight in the future but uh it's 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 especially like starship troopers in the way of the fascist political propaganda kind of shit yeah Where they're like fight for democracy fight for truth like <laughs> there's
1: a whole like intro to the game in any way possible yeah
0: <laughs> by like eradicating and genociding a whole species
1: like, But at the collar <laughs> <laughs> some
0: people have complained about that and i'm like i think it's funny i think it's meant to be humorous so i don't take it seriously like these are bugs and robots like exactly it's not like we're killing people but they get away with it there but uh i don't know i think it's a fun game uh i played it last night with scotty and zach and dusty and of course dusty's like and zach are like levels ahead uh, shock but, right and like know exactly what they're doing and me and scotty are kind of fucking around a little bit more it's his very first game uh but it was pretty fun i like i like the uh the look of the planets that you get to go down on and hell dive into. I like the... the creatures you get to shoot. Those are pretty dynamic and different. Like, there's different types. You saw that huge fucking giant bug I had to
1: fight. Like... That's just the tip of the spear, man. They did a really cool job with that. You know, what's the funniest thing I was thinking about, it too, is if mm. you actually think about it, our two our two shows have kind of been on a different side of, like, an alien bug spectrum, yeah. where, like, uh, a lot more of the Geekly Crew has kind of de- dove more into Hell Divers, and I yeah. think uh, my side, or at least me personally, I've actually been sticking more around Lethal Company just re- right because on. of the fact that, like, I've been making content with it. I don't know industry. what it is about Lethal Company. I just don't feel it like I felt
0: escape the backrooms the escape the backrooms was still the one better it's just the better like found that's still something i want to make content on with us oh yeah for sure (laughs) and they (laughs) just added four new levels to escape the backrooms ryan from discord was like oh my god you gotta fucking we gotta fucking do it um if you want a Discord link, message us on any of our socials at the Weekly Geekly, and we'll get you invited to the Discord. It's almost 200 people from around the entire globe geeking out, playing games, making content, 100%. having fun. So it'd be cool to see you there. I hope you join. Um, but yeah, uh, Helldivers, dude, it's. It's been amazing, and but the one thing I say, I'll i say is it's a time sucker. I have like, heard that. It's so much time to play a match. It's like 40 minutes per some of the
1: matches, and it's just like, Jesus. Like I mean, in the long term of things, kind of in the same way, that's where I think Lethal Company and the both games still have their similarities. Just cause yeah. the, the full game aspect of Lethal Company, obviously, is you spend three days going to the planets to try and collect your scrap and everything, and then on day four, you have to go to the company yeah. and sell your shit. Right. And uh, if you don't sell enough shit, you're getting launched out into fucking space. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but they call it as fired. That's <laughs> funny. But that's the interesting thing that it's like, I like that that's interesting that that's where gaming's kind of starting to head, though, now, is it's games where, hey, if you're going to commit to my game, you are going to fucking commit to my game. Right. Like, you're not going to sit down and play like a round of this. I'm going to make you sit down and be with this group of people for, you know, sometimes up to hour or two hours in some of these matches is a lethal company it all just kind of depends on who's playing and right what the goal of the party is which i mean you've already seen where our content <laughs> yeah, goes
0: yeah. it's pretty <laughs> ridiculous um yeah it was fun to watch i just don't think i'd be into playing it i i really do want to make some escape the backrooms content i think that'd be fun um say going back to some of our sessions yeah that was fun <laughs> as hell god that was so much fun i i love that game it's so cool especially for your first playthrough like not knowing anything and like not knowing what level's next and like I think that's, that's it's it's a pretty special,
1: unique experience that I think people should share with friends. Well, and you're not being led into, like, a like you have, like, lore and such that you're being led sure. into throughout, but that's not Very the main focus. Very minimal, though, yeah. That's not, not the really... main focus of it. So a lot of the fun of it is just seeing, you know, what in the world's going to happen, or, you know, in the case of us, where it's yeah. like, what the hell's going to come out of our mouths while we're trying to be getting out of the back rooms. Right. Where that's half the fun that kind of comes in, is it just sells to complete insanity yeah like you can just go ahead and basically just lose your fucking mind in there be an absolute weirdo and what you're not gonna ruin anybody's game because everyone that's doing it with you probably knows exactly what to expect right so. no
0: i feel you there i just i'm really getting more into multiplayer games like me and dusty always play dbd when it's like a good palate cleanser we'll play that we've been doing pretty well in it lately but yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked on Helldivers and just to see where it goes. It's a very unique game because, like, I was telling you while I was kind of playing it before the recording. Right. Uh, they have a dungeon master, essentially, who, like... Manipulates the war. That like, is still he the does it like live. coolest
1: thing that yeah I could hear in a game.
0: And there's like constant updates to it. Like, hey, this is happening now. Go defend this planet. And like, then some people will have to drop off their current mission and like go defend another planet. And like, it changes oh, the, the landscape of the war. So you can go back and forth between defensive and offensive. Um, and there's robots you have to defend against, and then there's aliens you have to do offensive missions against. So. It's pretty fun. Um, I would definitely recommend it to anybody who's who's like, I want a space game. Because, like, I loved Battlefront 2, the Star Wars game when that came oh, out. Oh, that was my shit. And I love that they were about to do a Mandalorian game, but they didn't do it. But I've always wanted kind of a, not a free roam, but, like, something in between free roam and not. And this is that perfect, like, you pick a planet, you, you dive down there in a pod with your friends, and then there's just, like crazy landscape like every planet's different there's one that looks like that fucking last jedi planet there's one right. that looks like vietnam there's one that looks like <laughs> mars like it's fucking crazy dude and like dropping in to the vietnam planet with like uh fucking uh credence clearwater revival playing is like oh the my best God. experience ever i feel like i'm in a war <laughs> movie yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> so fucking awesome dude like i don't know it's and the physics are funny like just the, there's so many goofy things about it too and some of it's bugs and some of it's just the way it's written but like it's a fun game. I would highly recommend anyone who's got PC or PS5 go get Helldivers 2, join, join your friends, get in there and just have fun dude like fight, fight for fight, democracy fight for democracy
1: <laughs> baby like they took a nerve
0: I changed my name in disc or in the steam to uh, the real Johnny Rico like for Starship Troopers that's fucking good and I was like that's fun. but for some reason that's not updating on my game it still says uh, die for death clock and I was like oh damn it like I want to be the real Johnny Rico in fucking Starship Troopers here and there's a, a a rumor that they're going to do a Starship Troopers crossover and like, oh have skins. dude I would
1: I, that would probably be the thing that would make me full on Be like, no, now I have to get it. So many people would be playing. uh, But that would mean that servers would be fucking just holy shit. Uh, It'd be something, though. It's something interesting, though, that I love that, though, because I love that more games are trying to make it so whatever your Steam shit is it's more involved in the game like back to lethal company it's just so hilarious that when i'm watching my friends getting fucking terrified in this game mm-hmm. and all i can see is my fucking profile picture of will ferrell as fucking robert goulet in <laughs> snl it's but it's when he's in the fucking convertible for the rap album and yeah. he's trying to feed yeah, the, fucking, yeah. the sheep and i just look at that and i'm just like i'm playing a game where my friends are being terrified and all i can just think of Robert Clay. (laughs) It's fun. I I I like that games are trying
0: to get more fun again. Yeah, it's like... I don't know. I'm not really big into story. I don't give a fuck about story. I'm not... I never played Last of Us. I know I'm going to get shot for saying that, but like... I, I don't give a talking. fuck <laughs> about about story games outside of if it's a niche. The right. only time I care about story games is like uh, the Quarry, right? That's, or, that's another uh, one until Dawn too, where it's like the story is the game, and it's like you change the story. That's kind of cool, but like, I don't play games to play the single player mode mostly. I love multiplayer, right? I'm an I'm an ex WoW junkie, like I used to play a lot of World of Warcraft. And I think that really rubbed into me where it's like, I just love being in a world with other people and like having another world there. Like it's fun. And I think Helldivers divers kind of scratches that itch for me right now. And it's like, I have my offensive game where I'm like going on offense, right? Which is hell divers. And then I have my defensive game, which is dead by daylight. And that's all hiding and sneaking and right. like really, it's more like chess. You know what I mean? It's a lot more like chess than than this is more just like fucking playing dodgeball. So I have like both ends of the spectrum right now for my games and I'm super happy about it. Like definitely going to bury some time into Helldivers this summer and just can't wait for the uh, expansions and the DLC and all the stuff they're going to add because they're very much not about pay for play. I'm glad like, that somebody's trying to take a stand up
1: against that yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like honestly. you
0: can get better weapons with the paid premium battle pass or whatever. But you don't need But you it. don't need them. Yeah, it's all about like what do you want to do? And it's like 10
1: bucks. So it's like even if you're going to put 10 bucks into the game, you got everything you need, so See, that leads to Helldiver seems like a game community where they're going to be keeps constantly trying to grow and bring more oh, people yeah. in. They want to bring But it's so more fucking in.
0: toxic, bro. There's so many toxic people. Like in this game, like you really play with your friends only, like make friends on the game, find people that you're cool with, but don't just quick play because people are so fucking toxic. Like, there are people that boot people from matches if they don't like your loadout, there are people that won't like respawn you or like uh, do a reinforcement for you. There's like that one
1: guy I said, Reinforcement, and he's like, No, and I was like, What the fuck? I I know that was fucking insane, and that's the thing that I think is the other thing that I'm noticing too is I noticed that I kind of shy myself away from. From games new normally like that Just cause like There's a point where I can handle toxicity But when it's trying to be My point of escapism Listen well, Yeah I don't like toxicity either But in a game where
0: I can actually shoot And kill my teammate I'm exactly. fine with it Cause I'll just be like Fine I'll just fucking kill you Like like If you're gonna be a dick And be toxic in a video game And like affect my gaming experience
1: yeah. I'm just gonna be a dick back If I can It's just funny that you can see Like Between all game communities Like you yeah. can see The different levels of it Like uh, I still play Rocket League Pretty right. religiously um, uh, with my fiance and uh the shit we run into is mm-hmm. the funniest fucking thing because we'll go down a point yeah. and somebody will sit uh, off of one point. Yeah. Not a, there's like four minutes still in the match and we've only lost by a point and they'll just sit there. Ugh. And I'm just like sitting there or uh, one that uh, I find particularly funny is how women are treated in the gaming community. It's so weird. They're either like idolized or treated like shit. There's no just like normalcy because there's uh some females that will play with with Shelby and yeah. she'll end up getting like you know complimented like yeah. and, and all that but then when she plays with straight obviously like male mm-hmm. oh my god they're just demoing her back and forth they're bumping her well, I they're... think it's because
0: the people that like play games all the time are mostly like that's all they have and the, it, 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 there's a lot of reasons but like uh, gaming community has always been kind of toxic at the same time it's just always it's just the different it level. it's like the internet like you can't go on the internet and like get mad at people trolling you you know what I mean like <laughs> can't go on the pain Olympics and be like you It scarred me Yeah right Like (laughs) (laughs) That's true Like I don't know I get it to a certain extent But like You have the control Of muting people And like Exactly So like There's that too But yeah I I feel like There's a a lot of Like weird toxic people In Helldivers Um But I I think that'll get Kind of rooted out The more people you play with The more friends you make The more You know what I mean Like it's just one of those things But it's also kind of funny Like I just think People take things Way too seriously Sometimes But Yeah Dude such a fun game Go out and fucking buy it What are you doing Still listening to this podcast Go to Steam <laughs> Go to the Playstation store And just fucking buy it dude Just dive into Helldivers Literally dude. everyone I know Has this game right now And I think everyone in the world's trying to play it There's like 3 million dollars Or 3 million copies Sold on Steam Or some shit I'll
1: say I'm already eyeing it Cause like I said The second he started I walked in And he was playing it When yeah. I walked in And I literally like Just sat down And immediately just started like, Just ooh, dropping my jaw yeah. Like ooh shiny That's crazy <laughs> Yeah Even just sitting in your ship Is super sad satisfying
0: and like getting to do all that cool stuff like i just think that's super fun um, it is but yeah no i've I, so I'm, maybe i'll make some content out of that i don't know maybe i'll make some videos uh in the back of my head i was like i should make a hell divers podcast That'd and like do it in the universe of the game or it's like we're giving war updates and shit. Like I think that'd be pretty fun. But that could be a fun Patreon exclusive. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, and yeah, if you haven't yet, go to patreon.com slash TWG podcast and uh, s- support the show for as low as three dollars a month. You get access to a whole nother feed of content that no one gets to see. Ooh. So you can be part of the cool club. And uh, see some interviews. We got Sangu Kwan from Metalocalypse, who was the character designer. I did a really, really fun interview so with him. Nuts. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a couple writers from X Men uh, Animated '97, which you're wearing the hat right now. Yup yeah. Uh, we Just a whole bunch of unique stuff that we don't put on our normal feed. So go to patreon.com slash TWG podcast and support us today. All the money goes towards getting us to events, getting us registration for events, paying for our monthly subscriptions to post the show yeah. and put it out and uh, be able to record this stuff for you guys. So <laughs> thank you to all of our patrons for the support. And look forward to some cool stuff this year on the Patreon. We're kind of brainstorming right now. We've hit the brief pause button. We put out a shit ton of stuff in the last couple months. We said we're going to sit. We're going to have some meetings. We're going to talk about what we want to do in the future. So, uh, the we only had some way to see wild it ideas come out there in the last
1: meeting too. Oh, we, yeah. had we had some wild ideas. We had some cool stuff
0: come out. So, I think Geekly's going to be uh transforming in a couple different ways this year, so stay tuned for that. The best place for that BTS footage is Patreon. But yeah, um I don't know. I've been playing a lot of that lately. Been working a lot lately, and then me and Dusty are getting back on the Deathcast train. Fuck yeah. We're doing another recording this weekend. And then we are officially at the halfway point of this newest episode. Oh, shit. And then we can uh, record like the first half of us in between the interviews and all that jazz. And then we start working on the ending, essentially, which is like one of the biggest undertakings I think we're going to have on the show. I'll well, say
1: so you've already kind of just made this thing into it. its like its own monster mm-hmm. that has created itself, essentially. And it just keeps yeah. getting larger with each, each Ev- yeah. episode. Obviously. Every
0: single episode, we just do stuff that we didn't think we could have done before. Or we just take these weird chances with direction or audio or, uh, like the experience of the show. Right. Like ever since Tom and Tom joined the show, uh, we've had this weird ability to like take something and blow it up and make it crazier. Hmm. And like in this, I don't want to spoil anything, but in the Doomstar saga, there's a huge fucking fight scene that goes on and I'm excited to, to do that for just audio. So I'm, I'm excited to see like how we're going to portray the fight scene in only audio and do that. It's going to oh, be fun. It's yeah. going to have all your favorite characters coming back. Uh, and I think it'll be a really solid conclusion to the Metalocalypse franchise in the terms of Death Cast. Obviously, we've discussed multiple times with Zero Omens um, on uh, our behind the scenes episodes. We're still going to continue the show. Uh, We just need to step back after Doomstar Saga and kind of look at where we want to go and brainstorm some ideas. But I think we have some pretty cool roadmaps as far as ideas now. So if you're a DeathCast fan, stay tuned. We got plenty of stuff coming. Stay tuned for announcements on DeathCast Twitter um, or in the Discord, because that's the first place you're going to find out what we're doing. If we have any openings for voice actors, if you can help out in any way, that's the way to get a hold of us. So... I really want to just take a second and say thank you to everyone who's still stood by Deathcast through everything and through thick and thin and has actually like cared about the content and loved the show. There's so many people that I've met that have been like I've been listening since the very beginning and those are the special moments. Yeah, it feels really cool to have like friends and fans that actually love and believe what you do. And right. And I just wanna take a second for all the clocketeers in Discord and say thank you guys. You are amazing and you mean the world to us and to the show and and to me and my wife you know you guys are our friends so i really do appreciate that but all hail the clock all hail the clock (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah that's that's gonna be fun um just to kind of get through some of that and my, listen, I really like doing the interviews with Dusty, but my favorite part is just doing the, the free balling stuff. That's the fun. Shit. It's just so much fun because we always come up with ideas on the day and like I'll have an idea in my head of how I think it's going to go. And it always goes some other direction, but it makes it so much better. Like some of your favorite plot
1: points from this show
0: have just been made up on the fly. But oh, you're those like are little the best details. moments, honestly.
1: Yeah. Those are the ones that you'll remember and the yeah. ones that are true, genuine reactions because you didn't yeah. expect it to and go it that And it wasn't way.
0: scripted at all. Like, for as much as it is scripted, it's very much not scripted, like, <laughs> at, at the same time. Like, it's like reality television. Like, we're told what to say or we tell each other what to say in a, in a way, but, like, how we do it is just randomized. Right. And sometimes we'll take what we're given and like go off in another direction with it and create a whole new plot point or like something in the continuity we'll bring back up again and like tie it into what's going on now. So like, that's really fun. I'm just excited to get back in the studio with Dusty. Cause I, I, I really have fun in those studio sessions and just sitting down in an afternoon, Fucking having a couple beers and just goofing off into microphone, man. That's, that's what it's shit. all about. You so. already know that's how I do. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's super fun. You've been
1: doing really well with thoughts and shots. I I'm very impressed. Uh, just because. I mean, just kind of like the same thing you were saying is I have just had a recent desire that I just want to have conversations a lot. So that's why, like, there's been a very huge chatting streak, as you can tell, that we've had on the show so far. But that's just because there's people that I feel like there's certain highlights I've been wanting to make and on highlighting certain parts of my life. And even this week's episode, well, I guess in the terms when this one drops, it'll have dropped this past weekend but uh anyway uh we have my buddy colin fellberg joining Mm -hmm. us who is one that's known in the Omaha music scene mainly because he is one that's got on stage a lot for a lot of guest vocal spots Mm -hmm. and he said uh he hit me up and he was like i've never really had like an open conversation in a recorded format before and i kind of would like to do it on your show yeah and i was like you know what This is something I'm kind of intrigued about. Uh, Just because, like, me and him, uh, very much similar musical vibes where we listen to heavy music mainly but we also venture out every now and again he's yeah. already been saying that one part we're going to be talking about I guess is a little teaser but I guess not teaser because it'll be live when we do it uh, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite releases of the year so far nice. I've I've had some fun exploration this year but it's just been something because I've been fueling my conversation like wagon that I've needed and my like need to conversate with people and just doing it in different ways too where I've re- reached out to people from back in middle school and uh, God, almost elementary school in some cases and had them come on the show up to ones where I've only started becoming friends with them more recently or they were even fans of my band at one point and they have became my friends. So it's just interesting to kind of have those different things and also kind of get to dive a little bit more into the lore of myself and, you know, talk about the fun times and, you know, and the same things talk about the not so fun times, but in a different way. Then I probably would have described it, you know, mm-hmm. maybe like a couple of years back or so.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's a really unique experience to get to do that. So it's it's really fun, but I'm grateful for it for sure.
1: Well, I guess we can tease. We are going back to the movie route uh, this month. Uh, one that we've been wanting to tackle for a minute, and I know you guys have done it, but we're going to be doing it with a buddy of mine from out in Cali, mm-hmm. uh, Joey Eckley, who actually mm-hmm. used to be in <laughs> Lars, uh, is coming on to do The Menu with us. Oh, cool. So Yeah, we're be, a good we're movie. Be, oh, I can't wait That's to watch really it again movie. for that movie. Uh, and it's one that I'm really excited for, and I think we're actually teasing about uh, bringing back some conversation-based games and doing Game Night again this year. So. Hell yeah, dude. Game Nights are always fun. I can't wait to do another super card
0: fight. I have been wanting wanting to do that that
1: again just because I want to pull my fucking ass victory out of the bag like
0: last time. Yeah, that was that was a close victory for sure, to say the least.
1: (laughs) I I thought I got like a pity victory, but then like I came back in the end and literally was just like, oh, I I, I guess I did it. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. It was one of those
0: moments where it was like total knockout. Oh, wait, no, you win. I was like, damn, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) Because I I remember I was getting like not, not legit. Angry or anything, but I was just like, Oh, come on, give me something, give man. Me one. one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's
0: more fun with more people, too, because you both don't have to have one person decide. You know so, what I mean?
1: Yeah, we'd you have to do like it for three one or like or four big, people. One of the big party episodes that we usually do, that'd be a good time for a super card fight. Yeah, we should do one totally. I'm super down. Um,. We have some cool stuff going on in the Discord. We have a movie oh, yeah.
0: night going on. Uh, I saw on I, I missed
1: Glorious Bastards yeah. cuz I was <laughs> Oh, you're cool. We
0: ended up uh, canceling it for now. I was just not feeling up to it. Like yeah. wasn't really feeling good that day. So I was like I don't really want to sit on my computer that long and I was just being a little bitch about it. But uh, sometimes you need those days and I yeah. think sometimes I just plan stuff and I'm like, "Ah, wait, fuck, I have other things like and it's just so many. My schedule is so fractured. I have like 3 jobs technically. So That's uh, true. I'm just like <laughs> (laughs) Uh, Like all the time But uh, I will announce uh, on the podcast for the first time That me and Dusty have a new podcast coming out (gasps) What? And um, we're already reaching out for some pretty big interviews for it And we're in talks with a couple people from a couple pretty big bands. Oh, shit. It's uh, called Metal Metal Massacre Podcast. Oh, that's going to be fucking nuts. that'll be pretty fun. Uh, Right now we're working on it. We're kind of developing everything, getting the artwork done, everything basically started. And then pretty soon we'll be jumping in recordings. So, of course, when that starts happening, we'll post the link in descriptions here. And you guys can follow that podcast as well. Uh, and kind of just follow me and Dusty down our music career and uh, and what we're doing. Oh yeah. Not even gonna, not trying to brag right now. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just super proud. Yeah. Uh, how many listens do you think Oathbreaker
1: has right now on Spotify? Because last I time I checked, wasn't it up to like almost like three thousand or something? Last last time I checked. Throw out a number. I I'm gonna guess by now it's gotta be up to at
0: least five or six. Eleven thousand five hundred and
1: thirty nine. Hot damn! But then again, I've also been seeing you posted like a madman anywhere that will I'm allow like, you oh to post god. it. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I relate to that though. So yeah. But uh,
0: no, it's been it's been really cool, dude. Like uh, we have a couple of new songs for Molten that are dropping in the next couple months. Uh, which I'm not gonna tell you what they are yet, but they're both very different songs, and one of them is like completely different from the other two that we're gonna release here. So um, stay tuned on that. Follow us on Spotify, uh, Molten, not the not the one with the weird uh, skull logo. It's like oh I, don't, I don't know. There's another Molten <laughs> apparently. We're <laughs> the we're the one with like the red and blue picture. Uh, you can find us there. But uh, yeah. No, I'm super excited for the band as well. We have some pretty big shows coming up this year and we're playing a couple festivals like a girl. Yeah, dude, it's getting crazy. So, I'm I'm really excited just to see where Molten can go in the next year and and we're going to have our EP out by the end of the summer, so.
1: I'll say we're we're unfortunately kind of stuck in like a musical limbo right now where we're still waiting for our EP to get wrapped up, but it's in the works and we've heard bits and pieces of it yet. We just know that it's not to where we want it to be right now for release. So we're still going back and forth with our producers and shit. But like, I am just like so goddamn antsy because it's like. I've, it's just every time I see all these opportunities now coming past like I'm so stoked for every homie that's getting on these opportunities but then there's that little tiny person inside each time that's just like man if we had this music ready already maybe we could have been considered for this or considered yeah. that And but like you know that's always how it goes hindsight's 2020 in these situations right. but I mean I already know that this, th- with how long we've been putting work into this and like waiting for this release it means when it finally does drop it's gonna feel so fucking good
0: for sure dude yeah you guys have put a lot of time and effort into this and pretty much had to go back and do a lot like I get it. Like, trust me. Even with our first single, like, t- it took a while because we were using a new producer mm-hmm. and we were learning what he does and his process. And then he had to learn, like, what we want and who we are and how we sound. Yeah. It really comes down to the details. So, like, it, I wasn't used to that process and I was, like, freaking out. I was like, dude, I just want the song to be out. Like, <laughs> and they're like, dude, I know, but trust me, it's going to be worth it. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I just want the song. <laughs> I just so- want the music. <laughs> just fucking play the song. But, uh, yeah, now that I kind of know the experience and we and we are more familiar with our new producer, uh, I think it's it's going a lot better. Like the recording process, we got twice as much done in like almost the same amount of time. So that was really cool. I want to go back and redo a couple vocal parts. I think because I never feel totally confident. In my first take Or my second take And I I laid down vocals Pretty quick in the studio I don't take very long Like it takes me like 20 minutes to do two songs Oh there you go So I can do it pretty quickly And know exactly what I want And I feel like I just Kind of Listening back to it I'm like ah There's a couple things I want to change So i'll get back and do that and i'm just super excited to see where all of my creative stuff takes me this year
1: that's where i'm kind of just interested to just watch everybody's right now honestly just for sure seeing how everyone's on like their different journeys and where they're all trying to succeed in different aspects like especially all the members of geekly and all the various outlets that they all are into uh outside of here where you know everybody's got something where they're all finding their passion. Like, you sit there and you see Nate posting about his anime and his food shit all over the Discord. You see Dusty just being dusty pretty much being all a big over goof. Yeah. just being a big goof when yeah. whatever he puts his mind into and his heart into and but he still gives his full ass and everything I think Discord was like the
0: best decision we made as a show oh and yeah like, I did it right at the beginning of the pandemic in like March of 2020 mm-hmm. and I was like okay we are gonna be virtual a lot more now so we need a place to congregate and meet and have our discussions and organize everything yeah and, uh, and it grew into that community I'm just so grateful for it man like I talk about that all the time but like seriously we wouldn't be anywhere where we are today without the discord so
1: I'll say it's always been a nice place like especially when it's like you know I'm having those times where it's like oh man I really want to like game with somebody or Mm -hmm. like I just don't want to be alone at this moment I I, I got you guys where I can hit y'all up or right now honestly recently shout the fuck out ryan He's yeah an, he ryan's he an all-star some, we had some Discord. shit happen with our last lethal company stream and he yeah. just said yo i'll come in and do it and yeah boy he came in and <laughs> there and fucking did it playing games with ryan is always <laughs> super fun shout out ryan you're a I good love guy. that. i love that dude he was an absolute delight to play lethal company with and just to yeah. watch him get more fucked while he was doing it <laughs> too was even funnier that's funny as fuck uh, oh rip Jose Cuervo <laughs> oh man I'll say I don't know if you've been like what I've been doing re- recently mm. too but I have been going into trying to catch the fuck up with everything that I've missed Yeah. Uh, so for those who don't know when it comes to a lot of media for me I am the one that is behind on mm. a lot of things I don't really try to keep up on a lot of things just mainly because one money's really tight for me so trying to go and see like every single movie that comes out and everything—it's yeah. it's difficult. Some of them I do have to kind of wait till they get on the streaming services. There was two I decided to wait until they got on streaming services, and I'm kind of glad I did. Yeah. Uh, just because I feel like there was two ends of the spectrum here. So hmm. uh, first is when it dropped on Peacock, uh, or while it was still on Peacock. I think it just recently left. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. I finally sat down and watched that. I was that any good? I actually enjoyed it.
0: Here's here's my question though Would I even give a fuck if I've already seen Willy's Wonderland
1: Um, you go more into actual Five Nights at Freddy's lore, okay? Then, yeah, I wouldn't give a fuck. I'm just not into the franchise, I don't know what it is. I see, I know it for me personally because I played through the series growing up because that was the thing. I actually still think I have some of those original games on my Steam library, but like it's the fact that like this was a movie that was 100% fan service, yeah. Uh, it was 100% fan service, they got Matthew Lillard, of course fan service mm-hmm. they went deep into the fan uh the lore of five nights of Freddy's, going into the bite of 87 more explaining the bite of 87 just because in the original game you really don't get too much about it unless you go and do like your youtube deep dives and yeah. get into the explanation of the lore from scott C- cawthon mm-hmm. and uh i don't know it was the thing that there was things that annoyed me about the movie but there was also things i enjoyed about the movie mm-hmm. i i was getting a little tiny bit annoyed at the fact of how much they overused the flashback element. Mm. But they were using it more in kind of like a dream sequence type thing. Mm. But they were also almost playing in a universe where it was like Nightmare on Elm Street where it's like, oh, what happens in the movie happens for real. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. That was the same thing where I was kind of going, is they kind of kept going back to a key moment, just because I'm trying to keep it as spoiler-free as possible. Yeah. Uh, they keep going back to one key moment in uh, the security guard's life okay. uh, for this flashback element, but it's a different outcome each time. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, and not to mention, they kind of play more on the element, because the game tried to give off the element that these things are evil, they're trying to get you or whatever but in this one they do kind of play with the truthful element of it which I'm trying to figure out how to explain that without giving too much away but uh, they aren't bad they yeah. actually aren't and never wanted to be portrayed as bad mm. uh, they're actually under control hmm. by somebody else but this is a really big give that they give away that they will give up in the movie so I'm not going to give away who it is but I did not have any idea leading into it. I didn't yeah. get any guesses going into it. Hmm. Uh, I think Matthew Lillard doing another horror movie was one where I was like, you know what? This is another obvious fan service, but was I happy about it? Yeah. Because I was happy to see Matthew yeah. Lillard on the screen. He's a good actor. I like him. Yeah. He, he's, he was an enjoyable one. He I did really want to see well. him
0: back in Scream. I think he's one of the only things that could save
1: the franchise. I'll say, especially after what happened. <laughs> yeah.
0: With all the shit that happened with the new Scream movie and everyone yeah. dropping out, like... I think he's one of the only people that would garner enough interest in the franchise anymore. Like him and Sidney Prescott. Like if they got Nev Campbell back and paid her enough, like I think that'd be good. But I've lost all hope in the Scream universe to be honest at this point. Like the new one, I didn't even like. I liked the fifth one, but I didn't like the sixth one.
1: uh, I'd say I enjoyed the newer Screams. It was just one of those things where it's like it just kind of got into the shame shtick after a while they tried to mix it up or or make it more modern but it's like nah I can still see where you're trying to go back to the originals and stuff like that no I get that Uh, but, but for the Five Nights at Freddy's one it was one that they played around with it one thing that was very shocked with is mm-hmm. I get this is probably because it was a PG-13 movie, but I will say for a PG-13 movie, they did decide to take some bold steps on a PG-13 level amount of gore. Yeah, and that was the one thing I was curious about with this movie is mm. how much death and how much gore are you going to be willing to show in yeah. a PG-13? On yeah, a PG-13 movie. on a horror movie is almost a fucking suicide mission sometimes. Uh, yeah, like, which I mean I commend it's them. It's a jump scare fest, and that's pretty much it. They actually didn't try and use that too mm. much. There was a couple of good jump scares as yeah. is to be expected with a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. But uh the thing is any character that they built in the movie that they didn't want you to like and mm. you wanted them to die. Yeah. They got them and they made sure that they got killed in a pretty gruesome fucking way. Yeah. Uh, which I mean I do appreciate cuz that's the thing is I don't like it when a horror movie, which I guess this will give a spoiler kind of leading into the other movie I'm going to talk about, Hmm. but uh, they... I don't like it when horror movies try to make every single character unlikable. Yeah. Like, you don't root for a single person in this movie. You hope they're all fucking slaughtered like pigs by the end of the movie. Hmm. There's only a select few movies I could really think about that, and in most cases, they're already just pieces of shit horror movies anyway. It's it's the ones where they're like, you know, all college students, all them douchey jock Mm. (laughs) type dudes that they throw in every horror movie that you're like, you're gonna probably die while having sex. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh which I mean, then which I mean I'll I'll put it this way for Five Nights of Freddy's. If you are a fan of the series going into it. You are going to appreciate it. They got Matt Pat to do a cameo mm-hmm. again, fan service. Yeah. Uh, they were going to have Mark Fishbach, aka Markiplier, do it, but I guess something happened and he wasn't able to do the project or something. He says he's still. Did you ever? Would've. Did you ever see that uh, Markiplier YouTube video where you're like on a spaceship with
0: Markiplier? Yes, that I did. Was so good. He's a genius when that it comes was, to creators. Uh, I think that's one of the smartest uses of YouTube I've ever seen.
1: Well, Mark took. The the idea that Netflix has been doing with the one where it's like, yeah. oh, the choose-your-own-adventure type yeah, thing. Yeah, like Bandersnatch or whatever. Yeah, but, and that was uh, another
0: one. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, go to Markiplier's page. In and Space and there's, with and there's like a Yeah, it's called In Space with Markiplier. I think he did a couple of them now at this point. I, I think it was think, like at least four. He, I think he's up to at least two or three, yeah. Yeah. But uh, essentially, it's a first-person choose your own adventure uh, story about being on a spaceship with Markiplier and things keep going wrong and you kind of have to tell him like what to do so you'll let you like have him choose different things based off the uh, what's next kind of feature yeah and he'll choose that one and do it and it's hilarious because you think you're doing the right thing and you think you're helping him through and then he just dies. Uh, yeah. And everything, it's like you learn as you go what to do. And I'll say this, I, I, 20 minutes into that thing and I was losing my fucking mind. Because you you can't
1: ever figure out what the exact well, path is. Not even is, just that, but the story repetition. changes
0: so much regardless of what you do. Sometimes it's inevitable that you're going to reach a conclusion regardless of what route you take. But what I did was I went backwards and like, Tried re- to like figure re- out, redid stuff and, and chose different outcomes. Like there's one outcome where it turns everything into a 1920s uh, noir detective film. That sounds about Markiplier. And I was like, what <laughs> the, f- like a robot wearing a fucking like Dick Tracy outfit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like it was really fun. So if you're, if you're bored on YouTube and you're drinking with your girl and you just want to have some fun, pull it up on TV and and uh, have some fun with Markiplier in space. I would highly recommend it.
1: Yeah, no, he's a fantastic creator uh, just because like I've seen the two spectrums of like the horror gaming YouTubers when they gave them an opportunity with a big budget. Yeah. Markiplier went the creative and artistic route. Yeah. I don't know if you, did you ever watch the YouTube Red series that PewDiePie did called Scare PewDiePie? I don't like PewDiePie. I can see why because like I said, the way that they did the show, they did it again kind of as another fan service because this was another show I would almost call it Scare Tactics x okay. Uh, where they just threw him in a bunch of different horror situations basically play out horror games that he used to do, hmm. where they had him do one that was kind of similar to, like, Amnesia. They had him do one that was similar to Alien Isolation. Uh, and they did a whole bunch of different episodes in this. And each one, they would have a different, like, YouTube friend of his. We say friend in loose mm-hmm. quotes just because it was probably just, hey, who could we get on the yeah, show, yeah. basically. Uh, and they would do... A part of the episode with Pewdie, uh, and I mean that's the thing where I'm saying is like Pewdie did the shell sellout schlocky way, mm-hmm. and they tried to make like a whole like deep story going on during the, the Pewdie one, but then Mark was like, "No, I'm gonna give you an actual story, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you a bunch of stories, and yeah. I'm going to actually put my full ass into this." Mm-hmm. Like it, it's something that I appreciate, but I'm getting so off the fucking <laughs> fnaf, uh, but. I guess to close out FNAF, I recommend it if you are into the lore and you want some fan service and you want to see what's about to happen and be ready for when the series continues since Matthew Lillard has already given out that they are making up to a three right now. So... I'm curious to see where it's going to go with the franchise. I mean, it's
0: smart. They have a big fan base. It might as well. You know what I mean? Like, don't waste the fucking IP on just games. I just like, hope it
1: doesn't hit. It's the usual kind of horror effect where it goes ahead and, you know, slumps. slumps. Yeah, it yeah. will. It will. I mean, I just wonder where is where. Like, it, it might soon?
0: take a couple movies. It might be when they renew it for another two or three. Like, Yeah. I, I, I put it on the spectrum of uh, the Conjuring movies. Yes. Like, that was like, okay, the first one was good. The second one was weird third one what the fuck fourth one what are yeah. you doing and I, was just, I just
1: couldn't get into it anymore like yeah i fell off it after- fell off hard See, I remember I still wa- went and watched The Conjuring the Devil made me do it, just because, like... I, that was so dumb. I did not like it at all. I, but I actually, fun fact, liked walking, watching the doc that the movie was based off of oh, really? more than good? the actual movie. Huh. And they actually referenced the movie in the documentary, but I actually enjoyed the documentary more than I did the movie. Nice. So, huh. I don't know. I've just kind of started to get in, in that thing where I'm liking le- learning about more about things yeah. and having those fucked facts in my yeah, head about yeah, different it's things. Yeah, fun, yeah. It's fun to learn through docs,
0: for sure. Well, I haven't watched a good documentary in a long-ass time, actually. I
1: haven't had the time to see sit down and do it but i'll say if you if you wanted one that is actually local mm-hmm. uh, have you uh, if you want one to come back into it are you talking about
0: or, the omaha story about the lover fucking, stalker yeah yeah, yeah yeah someone at work was telling me about this so like this girl was da- went on a couple dates with this dude mm-hmm. and then he dated this other girl yes and the first girl s- killed the second girl and hid her body and stole her cell phone Mm -hmm. and then started texting the dude through the dead girl's phone all this fucked up shit nonstop, calling him thousands of times fucking freaky stalker behavior to push him into a relationship with her yep it works it does they bond through trauma they're together for like years apparently and I don't know what the conclusion was but then he just now found out essentially
1: yeah essentially when the documentary came out is yeah. when he the and the the crime the people that were on the other case actually yeah. found out too yeah i'm sure like, they love, holy holy let shit. him
0: know but like he didn't find out till like maybe a year ago
1: and again that's another one where i'm not gonna spoil just because the left turn crazy. is fucking nuts and it's in omaha yeah it, it happened in omaha. you can uh, north omaha i want to know how long this girl was dead I wanna know that too Just cause like, like You have to seriously wonder How long was she actually dead Like That's so wild I mean was it like a couple
0: months Was it like a year Like how long was she gone Before And how long were they together After that And then are they, Were they still together Did they break up
1: What happened? Can you imagine the level of distrust that dude must have in anyone he meets now? Oh, yeah, I bet he's psychologically fucked for life. And and like, he still works in an auto shop. Yeah. And he still has to interact with the public. But I guarantee. Fuck. I actually have to wonder how that's got to be now that the documentary has dropped, too. I wonder how, like, just everyday normal life is kind of going on for him. Oh, he's going to be famous like do you think everyone's like, gonna talk about it there's no, you can't get away from it now i I wonder if he's gonna get to a point where he wants to, he's gonna like make it like a press thing where it's like hey just stop talking to me about it like uh, I think he's thought about
0: that, but it, was he in the documentary yes then well he, his whole then he, he kind of knew what he was he, getting he, knew into. What he was getting into for sure like you know that you're drawing attention to yourself at that point, but I think he's gonna be like uh Tiger King famous.
1: I could see that.
0: I think he's going to become like a a internet personality that you learned about and like you like hear about every once in a while and nothing really huge, but there'll be some occasional articles on things he's doing or whatever. He'll probably do like a lot of like outreach and like, uh community work and like advocate advocation and stuff like that like I could see him doing a lot of that stuff like and using the attention he's getting to like help other people that maybe gone through the same stuff or who knows maybe he'll just go back to his normal life and not give a fuck I don't know I'd like to to think that if someone were to at least step from the shadows and like admit that happened to them they'd try to use that power for good you would think so hopefully I don't know the guy Fuck dude, sorry that happened to you. I guess if you're listening to this podcast, yeah. there's a chance you are cuz you're in the same fucking
1: town as us. Yeah, uh, I mean, if that, you want to come on and talk about it, I'd love to talk to you about it. I yeah, I'd love to pick his brain for a, a moment. Just cause, just cuz I just wanted to, one just see I don't it, know just if that's how fucked up. I don't know if that's like a fucked up thing to do, like offer him to come on our podcast or not, but like I just want to see what he's
0: doing. Just like just and in a general yeah. sense just how are you doing? I want to like, like yeah like peer into this guy's soul and like make sure he's okay and like talk to him about it and like get his non-documentary perspective of it you know like because i feel like you kind of have to put on some kind of face to be on documentary about the shit that happened to you like that well like, and especially to have anything on netflix like yeah. it, it's oh, probably heavily it's on netflix, it's on netflix Yeah. Oh, okay huh. that's interesting yeah dude fuck that's crazy as fuck i could i i couldn't imagine if something like that happened I don't know what I would do See I, I got I would probably like uh, I'd probably figure out a way To just like stay home all the time And not talk to anybody And like I'd get really fat and never go outside.
1: It's funny that, like, after watching that thing, I actually had to start watching a show where, like, so I don't know if this just became a new thing in my 30s, but I have developed a new desire that I want to have one show in my arsenal where people are just horrible to each other. Mm. And I can just watch this show and have all my anger and aggression taken out by these random fuckers that I have no idea who they are. (laughs) I don't give a fuck about what it is, but I am somehow feeding my anger and drama into you. you. one show
0: that is Therapy for me and I don't know why is uh the rookie on Hulu really with uh Nathan Fillion oh Nathan Fillion he's a uh, old dude is he's, he's like admit, admittedly an old dude uh that like becomes a rookie cop at the age of like 50 or some shit mm-hmm. and has to like come up in the and in, in the LAPD and shit and like I'm not like super interested in like the inner workings of a police officer or like police station but it's a really good drama, and like they make it's like Law and Order level good. Like if, if really I tell good. you the show that
1: if I if I show, tell you the show that I have been using for therapy, there's going to be some judgment. Oh God, what show? Uh so it's a new one that dropped on Peacock. Actually, the season is finale it? dropped called Couple to threpple Oh God, it is actually Kevin, you fucking weirdo. So it's, it's... It's, it's it is not even a joke. It is an actual show where it's people that are in monogamous monogamous or some non monogamous already uh, relationships. Explore the idea of polyamory, Ugh. and it was a thing of. I didn't, I'm going to judge you. <laughs> I, I know. I knew there was going to be judgment on it. Judgment. That's the thing, though. Is it was interesting because it's like. I didn't expect it to be a one that turns into one of those like catty drama shows or whatever, but oh, it yeah, does. It, it,
0: uh, why would you not expect that? It's about but here's polyamory. the polyamory. That's the most catty thing in the world.
1: Well, it, it's funny though, because it's like, because they have a therapist aspect to it where they have like a relationship expert yeah. that like tries to help them along and like yeah. tries to do the actual good that the show is trying to do, where it's like, here's right. all the good things we're trying to do. And then as soon as these guys get back to their living con- condo or their fucking living resort, they're just like, ah, 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 and just fucking just bickering at each other yeah. and going at each other's throats. I, I like, I don't know, man. I got
0: some opinions on polyamory. I think you should do what makes you happy. Don't get me wrong. And who am I to fucking judge you? But I don't know. Based on my experience and the people I know, I feel like polyamory is just an excuse to fuck whoever you want. And using the whole, like, I can love multiple people shtick is like, no, you fucking can't. You're always going to have a favorite. You're always going to prefer somebody over somebody else. And therefore the other person is just a meat sack to you and you're just fucking them. Like I, I don't believe this idea that humans are not actually meant to be monogamous. Like then why are It's just, it's so crazy to me. Like personally, in my opinion, I think we were meant to be with another person or be alone. I don't think we're meant to be with five people or meant to be with two people or meant to be with three people because it always ends in drama. Every single person that I know in my life that has ever preached to me about how good polyamory is has also been like, Oh yeah, I've been at gunpoint before because of arguments or, Oh yeah, this person stole my car or, Oh yeah, they're sleeping behind my back and had a (sighs) fucking baby with my friend. Like just like the most fucked up situations you don't want to be in. And I'm like, why can't you guys just find someone to make you happy and to share happiness with and not share it with like everyone you meet or like five people or three people like that's my little soapbox and if you disagree with me that's the beautiful thing about this country is you're more than welcome to disagree with me and i'm not trying to step on any toes i just i don't understand it and it's becoming so popular nowadays And it's just, it's wild to me. I feel like an old person, dude.
1: I'm like a 50-year-old, 32-year-old. I feel that, though, because, like, it's the same thing where, like, Shelby kind of would always, you know, do the half-jokey with me where it's like, oh, would you want to do something like that? And I'm like, I look at her dead in the eyes. It's like, I have trouble figuring out myself and one other person. I do not need to add trying to figure anyone else out to that batch. Like, I'm still not even fully figuring myself out. Like, I'm Uh, still figuring shit out. Could you
0: imagine, like, 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 okay... So I uh, I don't think being whipped is necessarily what it is. I think it's having an obligation to another person. Mm-hmm. But could you imagine having another obligation to another person? Like, you remember when you lost something at Grand, F- Grand Fest and you were all freaking out because you knew Shelby would be mad at you and you're yep. like, oh, man, fucking me the damn dead. And I was like, bro, you shouldn't. It's a fucking like, it's fine. Like, go to Walmart and buy a new one. Yeah. And you were just like, ah, she's going to be so mad. Like, imagine if there was double of that. What, what's so funny and about then it, you're pissing off two people exactly <laughs> <Like, laughs> that's the funniest part
1: about it is like i just sit there and look at like all the shit i have and like i said i'm glad that i am miles above from where i was was there just because yeah. like i was an anxious ridden mess yeah you've gotten a lot better you're not as anxious anymore I, I, i'll admit that i gotta i gotta i just still think get some low. imagine steps.
0: having and going through those things and having to deal with multiple people while you're going through them like that's fucking wild, and plus, like, I'm married. I don't want to fucking do that. Like, that's fucking weird, you know. And like,
1: that was the thing I found
0: was weirdest about this it. This just too. become a polyamory there- bashing podcast today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just my opinion. I just don't agree with it. I just think for me and for my life, it's something that would never be okay with me. Nah. It's not even that it wouldn't work or would work or any of that garbage. I just I it's not something I'm interested in and I see all these people I know doing it and they're talking about how so how happy they are but then at the same time it's like no you're not I can tell you're not <laughs> like I can physically tell that you're not okay right now. Maybe you just need to be alone for a minute. You right. know? Like, I think part of that is just feeling the need to have someone around you all the time, too. And it's like you should be okay with self time. And like like me and Anna, we spend some time together. But then a lot of the time she's watching videos and I'm playing video games and we're both just kind of doing our own thing. And like we were both raised in households where like our parents spent time alone. And then they also came together and spent time together. Like, it was very balanced. So I feel like we that kind of rubbed off on both of us. We were like, I'm like, hey, do you want to come downstairs and hang out? And she's like, no, I'm just going to watch some videos and, like, do my thing. And and then she'll come down when she wants, you know? Right. Like, it's all about balance. And for me, it would just be so hard to balance life like that. And, hey, more power to you if it makes you happy and you're actually one of the rare cases of people that are making it work, go, go you, man. Do your thing. But... I just don't think and maybe I'm kind of preaching and like sipping my own Kool-Aid here, but I don't think anyone should like preach superiority to anybody in terms of relationship statuses. It's just like those people that are like, I'm single. It's the best thing ever or whatever. Like or the people that look down on people for being single. It's like, yeah, your relationship status doesn't dictate your life or your quality of life or your worth and there's so many people that look at it like that you like, don't you don't there's need to make just a as relationship many people looking at your personality at, there's just as many people looking at marriage as the ultimate like i win and there's just as many people looking at it like it's a trap like it's all about what brings you comfort safety security positivity enlightenment like all those things and like i would encourage you right now if you're feeling like you don't have those things do some soul searching. Really think about what you want out of life and what's going to make you happy. And maybe it's not going to be a person. Maybe it's going to be an activity or a goal or a side project or a side hustle or, uh you know, maybe you're going to make your own podcast. That's, Facts. You know, seven years ago, I was one of the loneliest people in the world. I started this show because I didn't have any friends and I didn't really well, at the time and i didn't have like a person to talk to about these things yeah and i said fuck it someone's going to listen like someone in the world will listen to this and maybe they'll get something out of it i don't know but it's for me it's it's also therapy just to talk things out right so, but Yeah, the point of the story is, um, long and short of it, do what makes you happy, but don't go preaching superiority on anyone just because they don't have the same things you have. Because the the grass ain't always greener, you know what I mean? Mm Mm-mm. So... I think we'll end it there on a sanctimonious note. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> that really turned. I didn't think
1: that... It, well, what's funny about that show, too, is that uh, they aren't afraid to show nothing. Yeah. So, like, they are actually showing, like, gay people fucking having actual sex. Oh, and God. And people getting, like, fucking... They don't show the actual, like insertion or whatever but they like well, yeah they're They are going to show penetration but like they're they're Hulu. showing and like you could see them reacting to oh the God. fucking things and like they would be like wow way to go nbc a little, a little too <laughs> much nbc yeah we well, can pull it back a few notches please hey you get to see some titties so it's okay <laughs> <Jesus
0: Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> on that note thank you for listening to another edition of the weekly geekly as always i've been lucian colsheen Devin price with me tonight yeah Look forward to the next Thoughts and Shots. Thanks for listening, and go be awesome people. You're listening to The Weekly Geekly, your one-stop shop for the weird, wonderful, and everything in between. Support the show by going to patreon.com slash twgpodcast and becoming a patron for
1: as low as $3 a month. By becoming a patron, you'll have access to shows not heard anywhere else, like Dr. Ravenwood's Slasher Files, Death Album Reviews, One-of-A-Kind Interviews, and so much more. So consider becoming a patron today.
0: And you will know my name
1: is The Weekly Geekly.
0: Does he look like a bitch? Omaha's Counterculture Podcast.